Hi, and welcome to the Get Real with Mama Moines podcast. This is going to be a lighthearted, fun, yet informative platform. It's going to be dedicated to answering all of your burning questions and tackling life's real issues. I am your host, Emily Moines, and I will be joined by my trusted sidekick and BFF of 35 years, Shelly. Just two best friends here to solve the world's problems one fiasco at a time. So now it's time to get real. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Get Real with Mama Moines. I'm your host, Emily Moines, and today I am going to get right into it. Okay, you guys have been asking me so many questions about narcissism, narcissists, narcissistic personality disorder, and today I'm going to answer them all. And the biggest question I have received lately is, can a narcissist ever truly be happy? And more specifically, you guys are telling me that your narc has moved on and that they're now so fucking happy. (laughs) You guys, it's all smoke and mirrors, okay? This is called Get Real with Mama Moines, keeping it real. Let's just keep it freaking real here. A true narcissist, a true narcissist, because that word gets thrown around a lot, does not have the capability to ever be truly happy. And later on in this episode, I am going to read something that I read about four years ago that really helped put my mind to ease. Because oftentimes what happens is, first of all, if you are with a true narcissist, they tend to move on really, really quickly if you break up. They're onto their next love interest like in a nanosecond. And then you see them and then they're posting on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. Their social media is full of these lovey-dovey romantic gestures and trips and they're so happy and everything's great. And you think to yourself, like, shit, that was my life. They've moved into my life, that new person. That was a life I was supposed to have. And, and maybe it was my fault because now they are happy and they have found their person and, and look at them. They're like, they're living their best lives until they're not, until they're not. So again, if it is a true narcissist, the likelihood of them ever being happy or changing is highly, highly unlikely. And I am going to just go over the traits and the characteristics of somebody who does have narcissistic personality disorder. And hopefully this will help you guys to either check your boxes or, you know, confirm that maybe you have been or were in a narcissistic abusive relationship. And I'm not just talking to women here. I know that 95% of my followers are women, but men, if you're listening, same applies to you as well. There are narcissistic personality traits, characteristics in both men and women. But I can tell you that if you are in a narcissistic abusive relationship, it takes a long time to heal. It takes a long time to recover. You will be left like a former shell of yourself. You are going to feel unworthy, less than, your self-esteem will be jeopardized. You're constantly walking on eggshells. You are constantly, you will do anything to de-escalate a situation, bite your tongue, sweep it under the rug, because you just don't want to rock the boat. I've done so much research on narcissism. I've listened to podcasts. I've talked to psychologists, psychiatrists, 
And I'm here to say that the prognosis is not good. It's not good for them changing. So if you're dealing with a real narcissist, you guys, they are going to be very disrespectful, insensitive. They tend to be controlling. They like to control you. If they've lost you and they can no longer control you, they will control how others perceive you. They'll try to control others' perceptions of you. They're definitely, they're bullies. They use threats and intimidation. They are pathological liars. They have very little regard for your feelings. They minimize and they trivialize. If you come to them and you have a problem or you, you know, you just want to talk about something that maybe is troubling in your life, they will always minimize it and trivialize it and like poo-poo it off. They give you the silent treatment. If you're trying to have a constructive conversation or maybe you're getting you know you have a disagreement they will often throw tamper tantrums they are ragers and there's never any accountability it will never be their fault they will always be the victim they're very hypocritical they project onto you they will they they'll use tactics such as gaslighting smear campaigns they also tend to be extremely jealous of anyone that they perceive as doing better than them they have very little remorse they tend to exploit they're arrogant they're condescending they have this did i already say that they have this like extreme sense of superiority they use demands and commands in order to control others they order you around if 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 they are, it maybe you have a boss or, a, I don't know, an older sibling. The traits, the characteristics are always the same. They're not very good listeners. They also tend to have like a real know-it-all personality. Whatever the topic is, whatever you're discussing, whether you're at a dinner or with other people and the subject comes up or a topic comes up, they know it all. And they're also very much like they always try to up you like they're they have like whatever whatever you're talking about they have done it better they've seen it better they they name drop that this is a real common personality trait that they have now they can be extremely charming especially when you first meet them they're very charming they know how to suck you in they know how to say all the right things and you know all of this is great until you one day you know, go against anything they say, or you stop feeding their ego, or you have a different belief, then look out because it will all erupt. It really boils down to this personality type. Really, when you like strip all the layers away, peel back all the layers, they are really just an overgrown, weak, immature bully that needs control they need to control the narrative, they need to control everyone around them. And they have this, you know, huge sense of entitlement. They're generally very greedy, they want power, they want control, they're defined by money, but yet they have this real sort of false sense of, of how powerful they really are. So that really sort of in a nutshell is the true characteristics of a true narcissist. I have to say that, you know, from all the research I've done that sometimes, you know, it's sort of easy to pity a narcissist because at their core, they really are a tortured soul. Narcissists tend to become narcissists because they've been, you know, severely neglected in their childhood, or they've had some real serious and significant trauma in their childhood. But now having said that, that does not negate the fact that they do some serious harm 
to others. And although you can, you know, sympathize or empathize with the fact that they are very much a tortured person, they can go on to then really do damage on others that they have relationships with. And so I read this such a long time ago. I know it helped me when I was wondering, and I think a lot of you are wondering the same, And because I've gotten a lot of messages. My narcissist has now moved on. There was someone else and they seem like so happy. Well, I'm going to read something to you that may change your mind on that and at least put your mind to ease so that you're not suffering and you're not wondering if you've made a mistake by perhaps leaving the narcissist because they have gone on to live this incredible, happy life with their new partner? Probably not. Okay. So I'm going to read this. It's a little long, so bear with me, but it was very, I think it can be very helpful in helping, you know, set your mind to ease. Okay. So we're living in an era of narcissism. Narcissists are being elected to the highest levels of government, both here in Ontario and in the United States. Too many of us are being taken in by the self-delusional confidence of these narcissists, believing that it represents their competence, when all it really demonstrates is the grandiosity of an overinflated ego. There are many traits that narcissists have in common, and I've gone over some of these, but I'm just going to reiterate, an inflated sense of self-importance, extreme over-entitlement, a profound lack of empathy, the tendency to view others as merely a means to an end, and the capacity for profound insensitivity and cruelty. Narcissists are abusers, they are users, plain and simple, they're bullies, and they are con artists, manipulators, and oppressors. They're blowhards and charmers, smiling at you one minute and cutting your throat the next. We might be conned into thinking that there's substance behind all their grandiose posturing, but the narcissist is an empty shell, driven by the fierce and underlying need to fill this gnawing sense of emptiness from within. This is what I was talking about. They have been tortured souls. They've had neglect. They fear abandonment. And they have this overwhelming need to control others and control their environment and control their their narrative. The narcissist is driven by a powerful inner need for gratification. They mistakenly believe that this gratification will come through the exercise of power and influence and the accumulation of money and possessions. So a lot of the narcissists really truly define themselves by what they have, by their possessions. And it's sort of, it's what defines them. So you'll find that a lot of narcissists have done very well for themselves because they're very ruthless and they will stop at nothing to get ahead. The narcissist will fight to accumulate more money and more stuff, to wield more power and influence, to bend more people to their will, but it will never be enough. The narcissist doesn't understand that more and more of the wrong solution doesn't eventually make it the right solution. The narcissist is never satisfied. The narcissist just, it's never enough. It's never enough. That's why you see a lot of people that have done very well for themselves. And you think like, why didn't you just retire? Like already enjoy your life, enjoy your family, enjoy whatever. Narcissists are not capable of that because it's what defines them. Their, their stuff, material possessions is what defines them. And they are also petrified of losing 
anything that they have obtained materialistically. The narcissist, they will stop at nothing to get what they want, but they're doomed never to find satisfaction because their behavior can never lead to happiness or true fulfillment. The truth is that nothing can make a narcissist happy, nothing. But their agenda of dominance, exploitation and oppression creates an ever-expanding chasm within their soul. The narcissist can take pleasure in the exercise of power and the subjugation of others, but they can't feel happiness from any source. They can't feel the joy of a loving relationship because simply they are incapable of love, true, meaningful love. They can't feel the fulfillment of a job well done. They're incapable of taking satisfaction from positive accomplishments. They can't feel the contentment of doing a good deed for others because they're also incapable of empathy. The narcissist wrongly believes that by using or abusing, taking or stealing, that they will feel better, but it never works. The human brain isn't wired that way. We humans feel happiest when we're kind, generous, altruistic, not when we're being selfish, greedy, or cruel. Narcissists get a rush of pleasure when they win, quote unquote, win, and they want to win at all cost. Unfortunately, pleasure is superficial and fleeting. The pleasure the narcissist feels is similar to that of a drug high. It is an intensely thrilling, but ultimately meaningless experience that leaves them immediately craving the next rush. And this, you guys, is what is referred to as narcissistic supply. So a a true narcissist has this constant craving for supply. And a lot of people that are in their lives are there to serve their needs, to supply them, to give them their supply. One of the narcissist's fatal flaws is that they can't differentiate pleasure and happiness. They continue to chase after the former at the expense of the latter, which leaves them emptier and more miserable after every display of dominance. Yep. Happiness comes from being kind and loving, from doing good deeds and from being a good person, from feeling a deep sense of connection with others, from making a positive contribution, and from living a truly meaningful life. Using and abusing others for your own satisfaction and for your own gain will never, ever lead to happiness. After years of pursuing their self-serving but ineffective agenda, the narcissist ultimately becomes enraged. And they become enraged, you guys, because they, they never are able to attain what they're looking for because they're going about it in all the wrong fucking ways. They mistakenly believe that their problem is that they don't have enough power, they don't have enough money, they don't have enough influence, and they don't have enough respect. And that they haven't, this is really messed up, listen, they feel that they haven't sufficiently bullied the people around them into submission. That's a great, like, that's just crazy. The narcissist is incapable of taking responsibility for their own actions. So they'll always blame their victims, accusing them of being the ones that are the hurtful ones, the manipulative ones, and the abusive ones, ratcheting up their acts of brutality and oppression. The narcissist believes that everyone around them is there for their own pleasure and there for one reason only to meet their needs. If the narcissist is getting their needs met, and by definition, they never will because it's never enough. You will never be enough. You can never do enough. They're convinced that it must be the fault of the people around them. As time goes on, narcissists become more and more furious and more and more destructive. 
They exact revenge on anyone and everyone whom they perceive is interfering with their gratification because they can never see the problem lies within themselves. So if they feel that you're interfering with them getting ahead in any way, shape or form, then look out. They end up bent on two goals, pursuing their agenda of greed and punishing those who get in their way, but neither of these will ever make them happy. Uh, Gosh, this is so long. I don't want to, you know, go on forever. In fact, it's their constant nagging sense of dissatisfaction and rage that drives them to repeatedly pursue their misguided agenda. The narcissist will never stop behaving badly because their actions will never give them what they want. They'll never be happy. And that's exactly what drives them to keep on pursuing the wrong, their wrong headed and extremely destructive agenda. I would feel pity for them if it were not for the fact that they do so much irreparable harm to others. Okay, this goes on, but I'm just going to leave it there because it's getting hard to read and I don't want to, you know, go on and on and on forever. Although I could. I think what I want to say in closing is that although, yes, they are tortured souls. Yes, their greatest fear is abandonment and being alone. And unfortunately, that's exactly what they're going to get in the long run because of it's like they sabotage themselves. And yes, they have, you know, had neglect and trauma. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it does not negate the fact that because of their who they are and who have they become, they do some serious, serious damage to anyone around them and anyone that especially is in, involved in a romantic relationship with them. But it can be a sibling, it can be a parent, it can be a coworker, it can be a boss, it can be anyone. And healing from narcissistic abuse does take a long time because you, you really do sort of lose yourself and you second guess yourself. And then there's cognitive dissonance and trauma bonding and all that sort of stuff. But get back to, I'm going to get back to where I started off at the very beginning of this episode. If you are feeling like they can change, that's highly, highly unlikely. And if you're feeling like you've ended a, a long-term relationship or a relationship that you have always wanted, have always only wanted what you perceive to, to see or what you think they now have with someone else, honestly, you guys, from what I've read, from the podcasts I've listened to, from the psychologists I've spoken to, from my own therapy, I can tell you that it really is smoke and mirrors and the mask will eventually fall and that they, the new partner, is in the exact same position that you were in in the beginning, right? Because it wasn't all bad. A lot of really amazing, amazing, amazing times, right? Charming, sweet, kind, love bombing. And they're going through the same thing you're going through. And it's only a matter of time before the mask falls and before they see the rage and before they start questioning themselves. And so if you are going online and you're seeing, you know, Facebook or social media or wherever you are and you're, and you're seeing pictures and photos of this incredible, amazing life that they now seem to be living with someone else. And you are struggling with the fact that, you know, 
here you are sort of left holding onto the bag and thinking that should be my life and that's not fair and where did I go wrong and maybe they've now changed and and you're feeling like they have the new this new person has a life that you've always wanted uh-uh uh-uh you guys uh-uh if you don't believe me honestly do the research yourself there's so many go on youtube there's so many psychologists and psychiatrists that do talk about you know can a narcissist ever be happy can they ever change and I'm not saying that they can't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, you guys. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know. Can they ever change? You know, maybe if they really want to. The problem is that with the true narcissist, they don't feel they're the problem. They don't feel like they're the problem. So it's highly unlikely, highly unlikely that they will ever change. Highly unlikely that they will ever be happy and highly unlikely that they're treating this new person in their life any better than they treated you. End of story period. Okay. So I'm going to cut it off here. I hope that was helpful to you guys. I hope it was, you know, helpful in terms of making you feel a little bit better. And knowing that if you were truly in a dysfunctional narcissistic relationship, and you know what it's like walking on eggshells, sweeping everything under the rug, biting your tongue, never feeling a sense of peace, Um, serenity, stability, security, then you know what, you guys, you're much better being on your own than living a life like that. Okay. So take it from Mama Minds. I wish you peace and happiness and a home full of love and contentment in a peaceful mind, because you will never have that if you're truly in a relationship with somebody who is narcissistic. End the story, period. This is where I leave. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Get Real with Mama Moines. I hope this was helpful, and I will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Thanks for listening to Get a Real with a Mama Moines. If you haven't done so yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all of your friends. You can find more of me, Emily Moines, on my website at rebuildatkickasslife.com and follow me on my social media, Instagram and Facebook at Get Real with a Mama Moines. Please be sure to join us next time where we will always be here keeping it real.